Remember when there used to be crowds? Not something happening now with the physical distancing that we find ourselves within, but remember those times when a crowd might form, interested in something, maybe a street performer or, or maybe a parade, maybe a release of a new iPhone or something like that. People would line the streets because they wanted to see what the new thing, what the new event in town could offer. In a strange sort of way, this seems to be the same attitude of the crowd that lined the streets for Jesus' entry into Jerusalem, as we heard in that 21st chapter from Matthew. That crowd was curious. The whole city was asking, who is this? They had heard about this person, Jesus, about how maybe he would lead them uh, uh, against their Roman oppressors, release them from the suffering that they were feeling, and they welcomed him with open arms and open mouths. Matthew tells us how the crowds went ahead of him cheering, waving palm, waving branches, and shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And then the cheering stopped. In five days, everything changed. We know how quickly things can change. Some of you might remember a month or so ago the blessed routine of life. It almost seemed like winter was over. There was a, a, a little early spring in the air. And wham, pandemic is upon us. How could this have happened? Why? People have asked those same questions over the years collectively and individually. Some people, it seems, we, we can develop this expectation, I think, about how our faith, that if we believe hard enough that it will make all our challenges, all of our problems go magically away. But this is not what Jesus was or is offering, is it? And not only does Jesus not offer us this magic wand, Jesus comes with expectations for our life. One reason the cheering stopped for Jesus is that he began to turn up his expectations of commitment. He started talking more about giving than about getting. People loved it when he was providing for their needs, doing miracles and feeding the masses, but now he began to focus on God's needs. And one of those needs, in a way, is us. God needs us, just like you could say Jesus needed that cult to move Jesus and his message further down the road. God needs us to move that message down the road. Jesus expects people to move from palms to passion. 
from standing on the sidelines of the religious experience to fully offering ourselves to God's plan for our life, God's plan for your life. And this is a hard transition. It's hard enough when we come sit in these pews, not quite the sidelines, but they're relatively comfortable. And yet, here we are today, separated, in the midst of the situation we are in. How do we respond as faithful people in the midst of this crisis that we find ourselves in? We might be separated, but there are no more sidelines. We are in this together. It's at this point in our life when we, you could say, stand in the midst of our own Garden of Gethsemane moment. And we read that story from the Garden of Gethsemane in the 26th chapter of Matthew. And these Garden of Gethsemane moments happen not only in the midst of pandemics, but all the time. Every day, many times, we consciously or subconsciously ask God like Jesus did, if it's possible, God, if it's possible, let me do what I want to do. Not to have to sacrifice anything I've got for the betterment of all. We say everybody's doing it. Why shouldn't I? And I'm not just talking about hoarding toilet paper here. We think in life, no one cares if I look out for number one. But someone does. God does. At these points, in the midst of these personal Gethsemanes, we need to decide who will we be. Will we be just part of the crowd, or will we really walk with Jesus? Will we make Jesus' passion our own? Simply put, um, you could say, as we're thinking about how we respond, when people ask us, how are you making it through this time? It's probably tempting to say, well, there's Netflix, there's the Zoom meetings, there's maybe these video games or YouTube I'm watching. That's how I'm getting through this time. Or will we share instead that it is our faith when someone asks us how we're getting through? It's our faith that's getting us through this time. It is our trust in God, even in the worst times, that helps make us, make us through, helps get us through. And that's not always an easy thing for us sort of liberal progressives to talk about, that it is our faith it is our trust in God that's going to enable us to get through this time. Martin Luther King Jr. wrote once, Crowd pressures have unconsciously conditioned our minds and feet to move to the rhythmic drumbeat of the status quo. But the status quo is over. And I know you know that. I know you feel that. The Lord needs you. 
And each of us are free to decide, are we going to carry the love of God in our heart and walk with Jesus, or are we going to never leave the sideline? A person on the sideline of the spiritual journey can never really understand what passion is about. Passion is about giving all we are to something. When you think about passion, it's about being consumed by something or someone, being filled up by something or someone. You know, I I think about passion. This is usually the time of the year when people are passionate about college basketball. It's consuming them. From my house, I know in the years past, you could often hear three boys yell. I'm one of those boys yelling and screaming at every shot. Sarah would look at us strangely, but we were into it and we couldn't help it. We were feeling passionate about that. People are passionate about all sorts of things in their life. You can name what they are for you. But Jesus' passion story transcends all those other obsessions. It asks us to reflect not whether our will be done, but God's will. Will anyone notice if we focus only on our will and not God's will? Well, in our story this morning uh, from Gethsemane, we hear about Jesus really noticing those disciples falling asleep. This is the time to be noticed in this world we live in. Even if we're separated, this is the time to be noticed for our faithfulness, be noticed for our love, be noticed for our hope, be noticed for our faith and peacefulness. And that's not easy. But people need to hear that now. People need to know that now. People around us in our lives need something to grab hold of, and you have that something. Yes, we need facts about reducing the spread of COVID-19. Yes, we need leaders who lead with empathy. Yes, we need research to get to a vaccine. But also, yes, we as faithful people need to Stand up and be noticed, in, even if that means in virtual ways or telephonic ways or any other ways we can do that safely. We need to stand up and be noticed and say, I can get through this, you can get through this. I have hope because I believe, because I trust God will see us through. That does not mean that there won't be suffering. God knows. God knows through Jesus went through, through we were, are reading together today that God knows about suffering. God knows the fra- fragile earthen vessels that we human beings are, but we have a treasure. We have a light. We have a spirit of a living God within us. You have that within you with you always and forever. Three times Jesus finds his disciples asleep, yet despite this, despite how they and how we often are asleep on the job, respect to our walk of discipleship, 
Jesus still went to the cross for them and for us. And Jesus still places the body of Christ in our hands, offers us to take up the body of Christ. This is the magnitude of God's love and hope for us. Even when we fail in our own Gethsemane moments, Jesus never fails us. This is the good news that we stake our faith on. And the only question we have to answer is how do we respond to such passion? How do we respond to such love? A passion that leads us, leads to inviting us, you and me, to be the body of Christ for the world, for each other today, when the world and we need it so badly. We're called to move from palms to passion ourselves, to be awake to the opportunities that God places before us with Jesus, to move through these transitions of life and sometimes difficult transitions with the confidence we should have as children of God, moving through with lives of service, with lives committed to giving of ourselves for the greater good, by sacrificial living, by sacrificial giving, which Jesus expects from us, hopes for us. You know, separated as we are, in a few moments, we will unite in the spirit of communion. And if you think about communion, it is a time when we gather for it as we will. When we gather for it, we, we are invited to come to the table, to come to communion empty, distant, fearful. And through remembering what Jesus did for us, what Jesus invites in us, in all of our emptiness, in all of our distance, in all of our fear, God invites us to be filled, to be connected, to have faith. And so today, I invite you to be a peace of the family of God, to know how you fit sacredly and beautifully and wholly as a part of this great family of God, as a child of God, to, and to live as the body of Christ, as faithful people for a world in need, for a world who needs your faith, for each of us, we need to feel the strength of that faith. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for gathering us in today. For bringing us together. For the word that speaks to us. For the way you call our names. We might be feel separated, we might feel isolated, and yet in the mystery that is the body of Christ alive in the world today, we are united, we are made whole. We are not distant, we are connected in spirit, the spirit of a living God. 
And so let us conquer our fear with a bravery that comes from our faithfulness. Let us conquer that empty feeling we have because we are filled up with a love of God that nothing in all of creation can separate us from. We pray all of these prayers in the name of a God who calls us God's own. A God with us today, tomorrow, and forever. Amen. And now I invite you to sing together. In uh, We sang our glad hosannas. You would receive that. It's from the Faith We Sing hymnal, number 2111. We are going to sing just the first four verses. The fifth verse is one you sing on Easter, but we're not there yet. We're thinking about this passion story. So let's sing together on page 2111 in that Faith We Sing hymnal that you have online. We sang our glad hosannas. <laughs> 